Or really anywhere. You don't want to get raped by a tree. Actually, some people do. Welcome to Off Time Jive. Michael is going to kill himself. My name is Tyler Pino. And my name is Michael Holler. Thank you for joining us, both of you. Um, so, <clears throat> what's new, Michael? What's new in the nerd news? Uh, well, there's a couple things new in nerd news. Uh, more recently, actually, there's actually supposed to be an announcement for uh, Captain America Civil War tonight on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, really? I just saw that pop up on Twitter. So by the time that you're listening to this, you probably already know what it is. Yeah. Or you don't, and that's why you listen to us. Or Well, we don't know what it is. So. We don't know what it is either. Trailer. We can't help you there. Um, however, tell them about the Constantine. Right. Um, so do you remember there was actually, there was, funny enough, an interview, I want to say, last year. Not last year, it was early, early this year. Um, where Constant, where where Keanu Reeves was doing a press interview for John Wick, which I think was would have been last year, correct? Yeah, it would have been late last year. Late last year, yeah. And and he said, well, the interviewer asked him if with the new emergence of the Constantine TV series, if he'd be open to doing a sequel to Constantine, and he said yes, he'd very much like to do a sequel to Constantine, um, with him again as the lead, which I'm sure no one wants. But um, there was some news from Warner Brothers recently uh, that Justice League Dark, with the overwhelming support that they have for Suicide Squad, they decided to move forward with Justice League Dark as a project, even without Guillermo del Toro as the director. So, with that, they're looking to cast their lead, John Constantine, and they're looking at two actors in particular, uh, Colin Farrell and Ewan McGregor. Now, what I had heard was that they wanted Colin Farrell to play Constantine himself, and they were looking at Yoon McGregor for uh, uh, to play Swamp Thing. I heard that it was um, supposed to be... Oh, God, what's his name? Ron Perlman was supposed to be Swamp Thing, because Ron Perlman was the one originally attached to do the Swamp Thing when sense. Guillermo del Toro was supposed to be directing the film. And even though Guillermo del Toro is not attached to the project anymore, the studio would still want him to do it, especially with ex- experience as a heavily prosthetic-covered actor in another comic book property called Hellboy. And Beauty and the Beast. And and everything else that he's been in, with the Pacific exception Rim. of Pacific Rim. Yeah. Um, well, I like the what idea of What are you talking Ron- about? Ron Perlman was all the kaijus in that. I like the idea of Ron Perlman being Swamp Thing. Um, I, don't, I, I don't hate either of those two actors, and uh, I... I don't hate them for the role, but we already have a really good Constantine. We already have Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan, I think, is the perfect iteration for John Constantine. I don't know why you'd need anyone else. I mean, unfortunately, that's just not how Hollywood works. They want some sort of name attached to it, and uh, yeah, you know what happens Matt last Ryan's time? Matt Ryan's more of an up-and-comer these days. Last time they tried to cast an up-and-comer, or not a, um, a big-name actor for the role of John Constantine. They got Keanu Reeves, and commercially, that movie failed. Yeah. Commercially, commercially Think about what you've done. 
mostly critically. Ah, that movie actually didn't get terrible critical reviews. It wasn't a bad movie. We've talked about it before. It's just not Constantine. Um, you know, I I guess whatever. I like I said, I don't hate either of those actors. Yeah, they're both um, fine actors. I just why it, it's it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly that's the problem. And the thing is, it's not that it's not broken. It's just it, Matt Ryan as Constantine works so well. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you haven't seen NBC's canceled uh, Constantine series, it's pretty good. You might want to check it out. Yeah, go check it out. Um, <clears throat> also, look at the slap. I hear that that's a very good piece of television. Yeah. And Heroes Reborn, currently sitting at a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. No, Keanu Reeves is torn apart critically. It has a 46%. Really? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't call that torn apart. That's that's mixed reviews, but... It's still about 30% over fan- four stick. Yeah. Speaking of which... Was actually officially, the sequel is officially canceled today. Yeah, man. Why, w- <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, w- did that really surprise anyone? That's gotta be the biggest non-news story that we've ever broken. <laughs> the Pope wasn't shot today. He's fine. Yeah. Um, so... What do you think is going to happen with that? You think it goes back to Marvel? Uh, with Fan Four Stick? Yeah. I think Fox is still in their dick measuring contest with Marvel. And well, at this point, all they got is the X Men. But like, I don't even see Fantastic Four crossing over that well with the X Men and well, the I universe mean, that they've established for that property. I don't even it think doesn't the need X- it. I don't even think the X Men franchise is strong enough to stand on its own. Well, I mean, as a matter of opinion, perhaps, but they do well financially that they're doing just fine. Yeah, like they the, pale in comparison to the Marvel counterparts, though. The rights aren't going back to Marvel anytime soon for X-Men. See, the whole thing with X-Men, though, is I think that it's an interesting topic where when the first X-Men movie came out, it was at a point where comic book movies could still be Batman and Robin bad. Sure. You know? And you do have a couple superhero films that come out immediately after the original X-Men in that kind of early 2000 era that are, some were good. Like, the first Blade movie was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you have, like, Elektra or Daredevil. But X-Men was the first one to be good. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was an okay film. Um, Wait, what are you saying? You're saying Daredevil and Electric? No, that came out way after X Men. X Men was the first. X Men came out 2001, didn't it? X yes, but Daredevil, Daredevil and came out 2004. Came out, yeah, um, X Men felt pretty long after when I was watching them because that Daredevil came back when superheroes were a a a, a commodity. They were a tested property at that point, but not the commodity that they are now. No, no, not at all. My, my point is, the first X-Men, when it came out, it surprised everyone that it didn't suck. Well, the thing about the first X-Men is it was at the cusp of um, a time before superhero movies, right down to the fact that they had to change the costumes. We have right. weird matrixy looking Leather costumes. X-Men. Even to this day, they don't fucking look like X-Men. Yeah. Um, we, and well, in, in the movie that's coming out, they're, they're getting to it. But yeah, well, until... Psylocke looks like Psylocke. In first class, they actually had the suits. Yeah. yeah. Well, until they actually uh, get... Hugh Jackman in yellow spandex, I don't fucking care. Well, the whole thing, too, is the first X-Men movie was okay. From an objective viewpoint, it, it was okay. The second one was better. It's much better. Yeah, X-Men 2 was great. Yeah, the, the, the third one was a colossal failure. Right, well, and it, it was, all collapsed. And yeah, it and then, had, then it was Brett followed Ratner by X-Men Origin Wolverine, um, which it just kind of felt like he needed to put it out of its misery. 
So by the time first class rolled around, I wasn't excited for it, which I should have been, because first class, in my opinion, was the best X-Men movie we've had. It was definitely the most intriguing going in for me, because you had Matthew Vaughn, who had just come off of Kick-Ass, so I liked him. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked the idea of making it a period piece that was just visually interesting. And um, it it wasn't the the Wolverine movie, because Wolverine (laughs) was only in it for a scene. So all of those things, like, when I was going in, I... I wouldn't say that my expectations were, like, through the roof, but I I definitely had anticipated it more than any of the other X-Men movies. But I've never been an X-Men person uh, in general. I mean, I never read the comics. Uh, I liked the TV show growing up. Well, the theme was awesome. I like the theme. Um, But First Class was the first X-Men movie to me that really brought an energy to it. Like, things didn't feel dreary and dull. It felt like there was a... A fun, ecstatic nature to no, it. No, that, that X-Men it was, never felt dreary and dull to me, yeah, anyway. Kind of um, and it was the first one that really showed you these characters in different settings and showed how what you would expect these characters to become not working in these circumstances because you can't approach every situation the same. It showed Charles Xavier, the person who we know to be the smart paragon of social equality and justice as a naive young fool that didn't have a grasp on reality and it showed the overzealous evil magneto as someone who is charismatic courageous and fighting for the good of his people Mm -hmm. and so it was that play on the characters that i think really made that movie for me yeah and then oh absolutely yeah and then you see days of future past and it kind of removes that yeah they made it the wolverine movie again they had to had to bring, bring back Jackman, Wolverine, yeah. which is just the most boring character. I don't like Wolverine that much. I like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. It's fine. But it's just not an interesting character. Yeah. Oh, I, especially <laughs> when you have so many interesting characters throughout the X-Men franchise. <laughs> I totally forgot about the Wolverine movie. Yeah. Probably because that movie's pretty forgettable. Well, because there are five fucking movies, well, five and a half that you could really call the Wolverine movie um, and you wouldn't be lying. Yeah. And the Wolverine was just, it was rendered useless three months after its release Mm -hmm. because uh, Days of Future Past came out immediately following it and just rewrote everything. So it doesn't matter anymore. When, hypothetically, do you think they reboot Wolverine? When do you think they recast him? Mm, I'd say it probably... Hugh Jackman can't do it forever. Oh no, technically speaking, uh, after Age of Apocalypse, Hugh Jackman has one more standalone Wolverine film and then his contract is done, mm-hmm. and that will be his last movie. Allegedly. Uh, alleg- well, no, he was taking it on Twitter a while back, like, if you would, I mean, I'm only doing Wolverine one more time. Right. What would you like to see? And they're doing Old Man Logan? I think they're doing Old Man Logan, that's what's being said. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. Which, I mean, why not? Why not just? Why not just do a regular Wolverine story, and then like twenty years down the line, when Hugh Jackman actually looks old, right? Because the man is like what forty something. He's got to be, maybe even early fifties. He's up there because Tom Cruise is in fifty two. He's fifty two, and we all saw Rogue Nation. Holy shit! Well, everyone but me. Oh well, holy shit! It's great. Would Tom you Cruise fuck is a him? great action. I mean, Michael wants to fuck Tom Cruise. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, Anyways. Well, I mean, in a world where we are going to have superhero movies forever. And uh, Star Wars movies forever, but we'll talk about that later. Well, yeah, now that's that's official. But when they do recast Wolverine, it could be interesting. Because the Wolverine that we get in the, in the movies 
isn't Wolverine. He's just like he's, how we haven't seen an actual Joker put on screen. Right. Arguably, we still won't. Yeah. Arguably. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um. Arguably. The character, as is portrayed in film right now, is is more popular than the actual Wolverine character. I haven't read an X Men comic like. Well, I just said twenty minutes ago that I uh, didn't ever read an X Men comic, but I'm gonna I'm gonna rescind that a little bit. This is what editing this is, is for. This is gonna be redacted. Um, I haven't read an X Men comic in a long time, so I don't know if the Wolverine in the comics resembles. The Wolverine from the movies. Are you talking about like the hunched over, grumpy, just makes grunting noises Wolverine? Yeah. yeah. Smokes a cigar on his uh, on claws. his claw. Is that still a thing? Is that still the Wolverine of the comic? Does he book world? does he still smoke? I feel like you can't have him smoke anymore. Uh, I don't know. It'd be weird to see Wolverine not smoking. Well, it'd be weird to see Constantine not smoking. But hey, well. NBC says. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's do you interesting. think they make him smoke in the movie? Yeah, totally. Because it's a movie. Although, that being said... Well, um, not if Rob Reiner has his way. I mean, MPAA of America, with their extremely loose standards, um, Warner Brothers is aiming for all of their DC movies to be PG-13. I'm not sure where that would fall on the line. Mm-hmm. What I think... Uh, Justice League Dark needs to be an R. Just make it like a gritty little independent film. Independent-ish. Yeah, cast Matt Ryan. Don't spend your whole fucking budget getting Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. So this is what, um, we'll talk about Jessica Jones in a minute, as everybody's probably already seen that by now. Um, that's the kind of tone that I wish that DC was taking. Jessica Jones? Yeah. Well, I mean, back when Daredevil came out, like, we were immediately talking, like, this is what Gotham should be. Right. The kind of series where you're not necessarily sure what side the police are on. Exactly, and it's never ever going to happen on network television, so we're not going to get that from Gotham. Like, that ship has sailed, and I don't bemoan that anymore, but... I mean, they are... Obviously, they're going for a darker, grittier thing with the movies, but I I would just like to see something that was... Because they seem over-the-top, like, arty in the the film. It's a very Zack Snyder at this point. But even Suicide Squad, which is not a Zack Snyder film... Um, it looks very Zack Snyder. Yeah. I, I, I just want to see, like, a fucking Scorsese-directed Batman. Something that just looks real, but not in the same way that Nolan was real. Something that's still, it's gritty and it looks, I don't know, I, something tonally like Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Yeah. Because we could I see, think, we've seen now it works. It is And the R-rated superhero thing, which these more or less are. Um, yeah. Are being very well-received. And they work. And you don't have to make a a $100 million movie for it to work. I mean, Jessica Jones, I haven't watched it all the way through yet, but from what I've seen, very, very not heavy on the special effects. Um, The big big superpower scene in the first episode is her lifting the back of a car, sort of. But the way that it's filmed, like, we could literally, if we had a car, we could film that on an iPhone. Um exactly the way that they filmed it for zero budget put the fucking car on a jack every car has that um <laughs> but yeah you don't need it yeah and i mean it's it's interesting seeing how afraid they are of making anything r-rated especially when if you think back to the 80s well that's the thing it's everything... like in the movies they can't because the budget is just if you're going to spend a hundred million dollars on a movie it needs to be pg-13 when so was that turning point money um, do you remember I mean, when was that turning point? Because do you remember old action movies? All of them. Well, PG they thir- were all rated R. Yeah, but PG thirteen was a 
invention of like the the gremlins late 80s yeah so yeah gremlins was the first pg-13 film so obviously they're all going to be yeah but that. like if you're if you're following the logic like oh r-rated action movies don't work i mean with the exclusion of mad max fury road which is the greatest action film in a while oh of course r-rated action movies work right it just can yeah but they're not going to make avengers money right but i mean think about old movies old action movies from the 80s die hard classic movie made all the money mm-hmm. rated r um predator well, i mean how much money did it make and if you were to compare even adjusted for inflation compare that to avengers i doubt that they're comparable i mean maybe comparable but they're, they're not the same they're not comparable but they're comparable they're not comparable but they're comparable fuck you fuck you too eat a dick anyways jessica jones it's a good movie go see the movie I have seen the first four episodes. You have seen the first three. Three, yeah. It's very good. Mm-hmm. It's um, about a lady. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> it was... Uh, I remember when we were first talking about it a while ago. You can probably go back and quote us and tell us how wrong we were. But we were thinking that this would be a different approach. Yeah. Uh, we were thinking originally it was going to be a lighthearted approach to counteract the harsh cynicism that was daredevil right uh we were totally fucking wrong now it's just daredevil again yeah i feel like this is arguably darker than daredevil in certain regards it it definitely is and as much as this um somebody i'm quoting this from someone else but uh it's really it's not a superhero show it's more a show about addiction and just ptsd life being in shadows it's it's great it's wonderful it feels like an actual movie and not like an avengers piece of shit right but i feel like it's, it's very well done in the regards that not only is it filmed really well but the narrative structure that it has mm-hmm. is very engaging oh well it's it's focused on story it's not focused on special effects like we just said there's no special effects to be had really right um i was very talking, minimal i was talking to someone because i i knew nothing of jessica jones yeah um, and neither did i yeah and, and apparently neither did anybody because the graffiti all over the street was like you'll know you'll know her name. name yeah you will know her name who is Jessica Jones? Um, I know your secret, Jessica Jones. That was, that was a good it was a good angle. Um, but no, I have a friend who was saying that one of his first reads for a comic book was the Marvel Max run of Jessica Jones, which was called AKA Jessica Jones, uh, which I thought was interesting because if you look at all the episodes for Jessica Jones, are always called Episode Two, AKA you know something or whatever. Okay. Um, and the show was initially supposed to be called AKA Jessica Jones based on the Marvel Max run, but they dropped the AKA because people are stupid and would have confused them. Um, but from what he was describing to me, it is a straight adaptation of the Marvel Max run. Mm hmm. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know anything about Jessica Jones in the comic books. Um, I, I looked on the Wikipedia page. She has pink hair for some reason, but then sometimes she doesn't. Does her hair change when she goes and fights crime in the comics, Michael? I don't know. She's married to uh, Luke Cage. That's, That's correct. all I knew about Jessica Jones going into this. I was like, oh, it's Power Man's wife. <laughs> They're making a show about that. Why? Here's the interesting thing. Why not a Luke Cage show? Well, they're going to. Yeah, but why, why, why lead with Jessica Jones? I don't know. What is more progressive? A show about a black male lead... Or show about 
a white female lead. To be fair, though, he's in New York, and his whole superpower is that he's unbreakable. So if well, how we're is that talking, gonna... and you know, Marvel Marvel Television has not done a very good job at representing the NYPD so far. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm wondering if they're gonna draw that line. See, this is like what's wonderful about a property like this is they can they give no fucks they can they could do yeah a a storyline involving the nypd um and they did that's all like the first or the last five episodes of daredevil i mean like a like a straight kind of uh like a gotham story are you talking about like gotham central yeah no, like a no, not about the NYPD in as much as from their perspective. I mean, they could do like a ripped from the headlines kind of Black Lives Matter type affair. They could, it's like, could do social commentary. It would be very interesting. There was a point that Jessica Jones. I would love it if they did. There was if a like, point. they started using these properties to do social commentary because that's what comic books have done for decades. I mean, even going back to X Men, X Men was very prevalent during the civil oh, rights absolutely. movement because yeah. that was reflective of the civil rights movement, right? Having absolutely. to fight for equality for these quote unquote mutants. But you don't um, see that in superhero movies. They they tend to be very glib. You could argue that uh, um, Nolan's Batman films did it a little bit, but he always denies that because they're just weird parallels where Batman is George W. Bush sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want I want to see some I want to see some real stories. Yeah, and I don't need them chasing down the stupid shiny booby ball. Uh, so it don't blow up no universe. And it's it's interesting because there's a point in Jessica Jones where I... If this becomes the story of shiny booby balls, I will... Uh, I'll be done. <laughs> there's a point in Jessica Jones... Yeah, yeah. Um, Kilgrave's whole plot is he's trying to get the Infinity Gauntlet. I want all the booby balls. Uh, <laughs> gotta catch them all. Uh, <laughs> or you collect them all, there's an explosion or something. And a giant Fuck dragon you. appears and it grants you a wish. Um... <laughs> No, the, the whole point of Jessica Jones is there was a point where someone was asking, like, how many of you are there? Like, you superhero freaks. And uh, she was saying, like, there's 99 of us. Um, and that would be interesting to see them brought into the daylight and see how that, how people react to them. Bringing and 99 superheroes? One, yeah, the 99%. And this was an interesting play because they reference Avengers much more than Daredevil did. Daredevil, I think they mentioned it maybe once. But here's the thing that I George, like. They, they mentioned it twice. They mention it, but it does not feel like a continuation of that story. Yes. Like, I will never be able to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because, like, I just don't care about anything that's... I don't care about the Avengers. Fuck you, I Agents want of them, S.H.I.E.L.D. is great. You go eat a dick. I don't is great. like... I don't like movies. I don't like superhero movies. I don't like nerd stuff. Um, that's why the rant podcast. I don't like nerds. I don't like comic books. I don't like superheroes. I don't like space adventures. I don't like sci-fi. I don't know where you got the idea to do this podcast. <laughs> I don't like human beings. You don't like I don't talking. Like nothing. I don't like talking. I actually don't. It's a, I'm full of contradictions, Michael Holler. It's my whole life. Yeah. But I'm not good at talking to people. I'm not good at speaking off the cuff. <laughs> so you you said, fuck it, I'm going to do all of those things. I'm going to have a talk show. <laughs> about nerds and people and nerd news. I Fucking just kidding, fantastic. bro. Nerd stuff's great sometimes. Um, I don't like these movies, though. Just, I'm not, it's not that I don't like them. I'm just so tired of them. I think yeah, they could be better. And it's, it's interesting because I'd want to see the parallel between the Marvel TV and the Marvel movies. 
because um, I, th- I feel like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage could actually contribute to the Avengers in some capacity. Yeah. Whereas Daredevil probably, a probably lot. couldn't. They could contribute a whole lot more than fucking Hawkeye. That's for true. <laughs> but um, He shoots bows and fucking yeah. arrows, dude. But, that's like, but that, he's the emotional even, center of the team, Tyler. He lives on like, a farm. He would have been useless in the Civil War. <laughs> He'd have tried to enlist, and they'd have been like, no. What, you just, you shoot, you fire bow and arrows? Go back to the feudal era. Game of Thrones casting is that way, fella. Oh, God. God, what a use, and they don't track down. That's Hawkeye like, would have been fucking great in Game of Thrones. Well, I texted this to you um, earlier. Uh, watching Jessica Jones, I'm like, it, it starts, I, the seams become a little bit visible when you're just like, wait. Why isn't, like, Nick Fury, why didn't they track down these people? They have real superpowers. Like, they tracked down the Hulk and tried to get him, and he's a dangerous monster. <laughs> these people have basically the same powers. They have super strength and invulnerability, but they're not Hulks. Yeah. See, the problem with the Hulk is he could go crazy and destroy a city, and that was the plot of Avengers 2, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the plot of Avengers 2 was how to get the Avengers to fight each other again. Yeah, no, the plot of Avengers 2 was how do we learn to work together as a team? And that will be the plot of Avengers 3 and Captain America Civil War and every other movie ad infinitum while they go after the shiny booby balls. I I really, really want something catastrophic to happen in Civil War, and that's I want Captain America to die. Michael, I want want the effects to be felt of that Civil War. There are 20 more movies to go in this Infinity Gauntlet (laughs) shit, and I already hate the Infinity Gauntlet. I can't do that. I will die. (laughs) It might kill me if I have to sit and talk about them on the stupid podcast. And we're going to be at all those fucking movies on opening night. Yeah, we will. And you know what? We're going to be like, oh, gee, this was such a great movie. The Avengers really learned to work together as a team. God, I didn't see that great interspersed comedy with all those action sequences. Uh, didn't see all it. those witty jokes. Those witty jokes. All that Iron Man character. Iron Man wasn't in it. No, but his character was in it. Um, yeah. Now, I th- do you think they're going to kill Iron Man? I really think that they're going to kill Captain America. I, at least, I hope they kill Captain America in that Civil War. That would make more sense because, well... Well, the mantle's It would make set. more sense to kill Iron Man, but... Well, because he's it expensive. Would make, it would, it would make, make financial sense to kill Iron Man. Yes, but it would make more Hollywood sense to not kill Iron Man just because he's so incredibly popular, I feel like. And they already have some guy in the to, to take over for Captain America when he dies. They have two guys. And now we also have Spider-Man, let's not forget. Um, that'll probably be a thing. People love Spider-Man, Michael. Unless you're Sony. Um, oh, no, Sony loves him too much. They love <laughs> they want him more like, of him. They love him like Lenny from A Mice of Men Loves a Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> they loved him so much that they killed him accidentally. <laughs> that, is a perfect, that is a perfect analogy. That, is, that was good. Although, wouldn't more fittingly Mark Webb would be Lenny? Yeah. He's so uh, cute, and he's fluffy, and I love it. Oh, God. I don't necessarily believe that Mark Webb has actually ever heard of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I, think they I don't think like, Mark Webb's heard Spider-Man. of movies. I mean, think about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It had the end to be a kind of fairly good movie, and end on a somber note, like a second movie of a trilogy usually does, and they, they fucked it up royally. 
And they're like, oh, no, we're going to have the rhino up here in mech suit face, and we're going to little kid Spider-Man. Well, it's always a very somber experience when your girlfriend dies in a giant clock tower in an electric plant that's there for no reason. Killed by your best friend who you never talked about before. Big fucking cartoon cocks. What are they called? Cogs? I said cocks. I meant to say cogs. (laughs) Big giant cocks in the tower. They could have. It could have been giant penises. Nothing mattered. It, nothing, it wasn't <laughs> nothing supposed to be in that there. Movie. Especially with the little hand web thing that tried to go reach her. Yeah. Oh dear lord. Um. They made it kind of less his fault in this than they did in the comic books, though, because in the comic books, didn't he actually catch her and it broke her neck? And in the movie, like. I thought that's what happened in this too. Uh, no, in this one, like she smushed her head on the pavement. Well, there was definitely a violent jerking back of her head. I remember that much. No, but the whole thing was the giant, the giant jerk back of the head. That was what hit the ground. Yeah, and it. Her head should be a fucking watermelon. It's like if you take a sledgehammer to a watermelon, that was Gwen Stacy's face. Yeah, no. The whole the the whole point of the Gwen Stacy death was it it was extra tragic because technically he was the one who killed her. So yeah, it was supposed to be that. If it wasn't that in the movie, then no, it wasn't. She hit the pavement. It was just Um, one of many things that were wrong with that movie. The the whole thing too is Gwen Stacy is a character that exists solely to die. Yeah, like there's no point to her character beyond that. Uh, Did you see Spider Man three? We don't talk about that one. I don't even remember what she did in that movie because that's how useless she was. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, seriously, what did she do in that movie? She was there. That's it. Yeah. And she kisses Spider-Man upside down at a at a Spider-Man rally. That's true. There's she this, gives him the key to the city. Isn't that, isn't that what happens? There's like the best extra of any movie that I've... Uh, the best extra, extra I've ever seen in a movie Please. is in that scene. Um... When Spider-Man flies in, because obviously it's CGI, so they didn't say. But she had to have been like a producer's wife or somebody that was like, I want to be in the movie. Because not even an extra would overact this much. But like everybody else is like, woo, Spider-Man. And she literally like puts her hands on her head and she's like, she's, uh, I'm doing a performance thing in the, in the in the room right now that you can't see. But it's like, she's like, oh, ah. And she's like looking. It's the best. We're gonna look it up. Maybe I'll put it in the blog. But you think that's better <coughs> than Jimmy Buffett's cameo in Jurassic World? <laughs> Apparently, that was like a that was a thing. Like the margarita guy. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett. That, that was, was Jimmy Buffett. That was a, that was like a thing. I don't remember who that character was. Anyway, um, or like in in Dark Knight, the guy that just dies spontaneously when Batman and Catwoman are fighting Bane's goons on the rooftop. <laughs> like Christian Bale is supposed to punch a guy, but he doesn't. He misses his 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 blocking, but the guy decides to go down anyway. So you just see like Batman and Catwoman fighting these ninjas and then one in the background is just standing there and throws himself <laughs> on the ground. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> or a stormtrooper hitting his head on the door? Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing, though. God, you ever see, you ever seen like the bloopers in the old Star Wars? And there's one where, when they were filming it in the the cell block, and they're supposed to blow open the door, and they all, all stormtroopers they run through, uh, they have an explosion, and the entire wall of the set falls over, and the stormtroopers are trying to stumble through the door, but this, the hole in the door is too small, so it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yep. Speaking of Star Wars, um, last week, Star Wars Battlefront was released. Oh, yeah. 
How'd that go? Yeah, I was actually I was actually at a launch party for that. Um, Why? Well, I was with the. There were a couple Lucasfilm approved cosplay groups at the Microsoft store. Microsoft store. Though, you know those people promoting. They they got to get so much pussy. Lucas approved cosplay groups. Promoting the release drowning of Star- in vagina. Promoting the release of Star Wars Battlefront. Um, there was the Empire Saber Guild. There was the Five O First, and I was there with the Mando Mercs. Um, were you dressed as one of them, or were you just a fan? I'm not yet finished the kit. I'm still working on it. So, um, so you were just a guy with the Mando Mercs, taking pictures, and you were like a groupie. So you, I take that back. You know who gets more vagina than. <laughs> No one gets more vagina than the Lucas-approved cosplay group. <laughs> the groupie for the Lucas-approved cosplay I group. I am still working on it, but it's fun to go see them and hang out. Um, well, and I did that. Everybody needs a dream. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I hate you. Why do I do this? <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? Um, and yeah, so I was at the launch Where do you event. get all this money? I was at the launch event for Star Wars Battlefront. And uh, you saw, I was eating a fucking pie. That's all I've had to eat today. Yeah, but look, you make like, what, $500 a month? From EHS. Before tax, yeah. Before tax, and then $100 a month for the subway. Um, that's taking off $100 a month. Uh, people at home, I didn't mean to make it sound like he makes more money. Um, so, we, we, you, you have, all, like, there's so many things in this room that are expensive. <laughs> yeah. You suck dick for money. I do not. Although, that is a good plan. I don't believe that you don't. I don't believe that you don't. <laughs> Because there's like those, I just bought you a thirty dollar Blu-ray because I owed you money. Yeah, you don't own a Blu-ray player. <laughs> you just like them because the we boxes t- are pretty. We talked about this before. <laughs> Listen, at any point I could get a Blu-ray player. They're no, not, that, they're not that expensive. We already had that argument. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. I'm just saying, where's the money coming from? Like if you like all of the action figures up there, how much would you say like if you just had to ballpark like a grand total? How much did for the, all, all of them, them together? Yeah, six hundred dollars. Okay, that was less than I expected. But what about that Red Hood helmet? I didn't, no, let's let's not forget that you bought a like a Beetleborg costume <laughs> that hasn't got here yet. <laughs> that had to have been like what thirty grand? <laughs> no. It's like a fully, like a screen accurate Super Sentai thing. Yeah, that's correct. Like it's it's the one that's behind you, right? The guy, the that one. Yeah, Magento. Is it Dickhead? Is this his name? (laughs) But Dickhead is how they say it, right? Is it Decade? Yeah, it's Decade. Decade. It's it's a complex looking one, even as far as like common riders go. That one looks expensive. <laughs> yeah. You get the money for that. You suck so much cock <laughs> for money. <laughs> nah. There's no way. There's no way you're not a rent boy. What, what is- <laughs> <laughs> this was go a one, that was look. a one line on Kingsman that I didn't get the first time I saw it. I didn't know what a rent boy was. We're looking for a rent boy. It's a car smith straight. Yeah. Um, That's an English term. No, I for, think... For y- people like y- you. You don't... <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't observe that for everything I get, something else in my room disappears. Oh, there's a. This is magic. It's a magic ritual. It's a, it's a, yeah. That's this correct. Is a I, love I, equal exchange. I talked to Matt Ryan. He's Constantine. He does this whole thing. Well, he was. He, he is. Well, now you. What have, if he actually is Constantine? Well, Alan Moore has met him twice. <laughs> Alan Moore has met him. I'm sure. Alan Moore is a crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> Alan Moore is a crazy fuck, but he's a great writer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of one of those instances where, you know, they say never meet your heroes. Yeah. Alan Moore's a man I'd never want to meet. Oh, I absolutely disagree. <laughs> like, I, it just makes me want to meet him more. Really? You There's think? nothing. He could never disappoint me <laughs> in that meeting. Yeah, I mean, like it'd be. I think it'd be cool to see him like speak publicly, but I'd never want to have to like go to his house. No, for Thanksgiving I want to go to his sit house. Down and I want to go to his house. Spend like, an evening with him, just as an observer. Like, well, because like I, I not even going in as just like a fan and being like, what is it like? Because he's he he's fascinating. He wrote a book of magic. He wrote a spell book that were just his personal spells. It's his book of shadows. Have you read it? No. Um. Because I'm not paying, spending money on that. <laughs> I'm not spending money on the ramblings of a lunatic. <laughs> what publisher was like, all right. Any publisher. They're like, this needs to be given to humanity. <laughs> oh, God, I'll wait for the Steelbook edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll come in and you'll have like a leather bound fucking um, first edition copy that he actually wrote with his own blood. Um, that cost twenty thousand dollars. You're like I suck lots of dicks on the Wall Street. <laughs> I got the I got the actual Necronomicon from uh, Ash vs Evil Dead. Ladies and gentlemen at home, I want to try a social experiment right now. I want you to do the work for me. I want you to look up Asian male escorts, New York City, <laughs> twenty years old. And if you don't find Michael on there's got to be so many websites, but if you don't find Michael on one of them, color me fucking shocked. <laughs> I, I don't believe this, this, this. There's no way that that's not a thing. Ugh. I have a lot of things when I keep them and they they gain money over time and then I sell those and that makes a perpetual cycle of money. It's the opposite of your body, though. That will diminish over time. You'll get less money as you get older. <laughs> Because um, people that freak, well, all people are gross like that. Um, nobody wants a nobody wants a thirty five year old Asian prostitute, <laughs> male Asian prostitute. Um, but this is what things like everybody wants a plucky twenty year old getting getting comic getting Comic Con exclusives and then reselling them on eBay and that exorbitant amount yeah. of prices. Yes, yeah. Comic Con exclusives. All right, fuck you. <clears throat> what else we have? <sighs> Well, are we done with Jessica Jones? I think we're done with I Jessica Jones. I don't really Jones. have that much more to say other than it's very good. Check it out. Go watch it. You know, I will say, though, I think David Tennant is a much more intimidating villain than Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. And See, but I really liked Kingpin. Not Kingpin necessarily was an engaging character. Yes. Very engaging character. It's a very interesting take on that character. Right. Very dynamic. And I really like that. I think the man in purple is frightening to me. Because he doesn't have a plan. He's just a sociopath. Cops have plans. Gordon has plans. You had he was plans. A man in purple. You had plans. So I Look just also want to say this. Um, 
I was on the subway the other day, and you texted me. I was supposed to come and pick up uh, the XLR cable for the microphone, and I did so three hours late because fuck it. Um, and you, the response that you were sending me, you said, well, you should get here on time because depending on the time, I could be in one place or several. Yeah, I was quoting Dark Knight. Yeah. The, but he was talking about somebody that was going to get blown up. Yeah, exactly. Were you going to get blown up? I was. I thought maybe you just didn't know what he I meant was by at, that. I was at the post office. I've wanted to blow something up at that post office for a very long time. I hate this fucking post office here on 8th Avenue. Well, um, And I'm there mm, for 45 minutes every time I'm there. Yeah, dude, why don't you just go to a different post office? Like, you go to the craziest one in... The craziest city in the world. It's the fucking closest one. Yeah, but you spend like two hours there all the time. Like, if you were just to take the subway to, uh, like, the post office Bushwick. by me. <laughs> the post office by me, I go there, I walk in, and I walk out. And that's it. After you hold up the counter? Yeah. With my deck. That's the intro. Uh... Yeah, why just go to a different post office, dude? There's there's so many. Yeah, it's fair enough. But just take a subway trip, like, two stops. Speaking of the subway, Amazon almost got into a lot of trouble recently. On the subway? On the subway. For where for? Uh, well, on the shuttle from Times Square to Grand Central, they placed oh, yeah. swastikas like all over the fucking subway. Like you do. Like you do. Um, and it's not, it's not just the swastika, but it's like the American flag and where the stars would be, the swastika. Right. Um... Yeah, so uh, the the name of that show is uh, The Man from Uncle. Yes. The Man from White Castle. The Man Shot in the McDonald's. Yeah. What is it? The Man in the High Castle. The Man in the High Castle. We watched that as well. You watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. I watched a good chunk of it. You watched half of it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I could like it a lot more. <laughs> So here's, here's the thing. It's, if, if you're not familiar with The Man in the High Castle, please explain the premise. Well, it is an alternate history, and it's based on a <laughs> book by Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick is an interesting man. He wrote stories like We Can Remember... He's This is also true. He wrote stories like We Can Remember It For You Wholesale, which we got uh, two iterations of the film Total Recall was based on. Um, it's the only one that's coming to Would mind Would Androids right now. Dream of Electric Sheep? Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Which was um, Blade Runner. Which was Blade Runner. He also wrote The Minority Report. A lot of... He writes a lot of prolific fiction that gets turned into mediocre films. What? You didn't like Total Recall? I like Blade Total... Runner? Blade Runner is or, one of those things that I like. Or Minority I, Report? I, fuck Minority Report. What the fuck? I love Minority... Well, well minority that's because you want to fuck Tom Cruise. We've already <laughs> been over this. Uh, minority Report's fine. Like I said, they're mediocre. Um, no, I, I like Total Recall a lot. Uh, Blade Runner, I like the idea of Blade Runner, but every time I try to watch it, I get really sleepy. It is kind of slow. Have you seen the uh, the final cut? Uh, yes, okay. I have. Because that's the iteration that improves it. It makes it a much better film. Mm-hmm. Much better than the theatrical release. Where Harrison Ford is a robot. He's a, he's a ribbit? A robot. Robitussin. Yes, he's a Tussin. Was he a robot in that movie? Because I feel like that explains his acting, because he's very stale in that movie. It was the beginning of the end for Harrison Ford. It's where he got so sleepy and never woke up. (laughs) Yeah, he he seems... That movie has always struck me as weird, because you would watch him as Han Solo, and he's very energetic, almost to the point where in Revenge of the Jedi, he's almost too energetic. 
And then you see Blade Runner, and he's very monotonous, very subdued, and he kind of seems like at points he doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that was, was like it? I said, like the beginning of the end for him, where he was just like, I don't want to be an actor anymore. I think the beginning of the end for him was the Star Wars Christmas special in 1978, because you can see the point in his face where he no longer wants to act. But it was Life Day. It was Life Day. Happy Life Day. No. <laughs> but... Speaking of Blade Runner, um, they're talking about casting Ryan Gosling in the remake of Blade Runner. Why are they remaking Blade Runner? Oh, sorry, not remake. It's a sequel. Why are they sequelizing Blade Runner? You don't know, but it's been in talks for a while, and now it looks like it's finally kicking off, I suppose. Um, oddly enough, uh, Ridley Scott is not the director of it. No, because he's got to direct more Martians. He's got to direct more... That movie's making all the fucking money. Which is surprising to me, because... Again, it's got to be superhero fatigue. We talked about that, like when Jurassic World did so tremendously well, even though it was a piece of shit. Martian, from what I hear, is very good. It is very, very good. But uh, it's still, it's not the kind of movie that you would. That was like a sleeper hit. It was not the kind. I did not anticipate it doing as well as it has. Yeah, the director. I'm sure it would have done well. The director but. for the next upcoming Blade Runner project also directed this year's Sicario. Which I heard was great. Yeah. Have not yet seen. And he also directed Prisoners, which was very good. Um, in the Martian. Oh, actually, speaking of which, uh, we didn't talk about this. The person who is allegedly being looked at to direct Justice League Dark, um, there's two people. I can't remember one of them, but I know the other one that they were talking about was Fede Alvarez, who is the person who directed the remake of Evil Dead back in 2013. Oh, really? Yeah. So that'd be interesting. It would be interesting because they're uh, that, 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 that fella... Love to see Wait, John is that Constantine. A lady? No. Love to see John Constantine fight the rape tree. <laughs> yeah. But more more rape trees. More rape trees in cinema. <laughs> Please don't. Not don't in, do that. Not in swamps though. Or really anywhere. You don't want to get raped by a tree. Actually, some people do, I bet. That's the intro. <laughs> Well, there's a there's a whole subcategory of porn. Did you think that did 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 Evil Dead uh, invent, um, ten, uh, not tentacle rape, but like tree rape? Is is there actually that tree is rape? a whole subcategory of hentai? Well, that's always been like that's a classically Japanese thing, um, hentai and having sex with uh, tentacles, like there like that goes back to Japanese artwork. Centuries and centuries, like there really? ladies, yeah, ladies getting uh, pooned by octopi. That's kind of scary. Also, um, God, something that gross. was in the intro of Spectre. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I forgot about that until this moment because the fucking retarded Sam Smith song lulled me to sleep. Oh, that was the worst. That was the worst Bond song in history. I I said that to you, and you're like, yeah. No, like, uh, oh no, I hated that song even in that moment. Don't try to lie about that. Uh, God, that was painful. The intro was like so strange, but like the song itself was. And then you so got to see an octopus fuck a woman. Boring. Oh God. I think I think it peaked with Skyfall. It what might is, have peaked with Skyfall. What does Sam Smith sing? What is his thing? You know, I don't know. I I, 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 re- I really liked "You Know My Name" was the song in Casino Royale. I thought that was mm-hmm. great. Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic intro as well. Yeah, I thought uh, the Quantum of Solace one. Um, it's all right. Jack White and Alicia Keys. It was supposed to be Amy Winehouse. Was it really? Yeah. I thought that one was good, too. I mean, I can still jam to that, and that's my that's my tunes. 
uh, and then Skyfall is just magnificent. Mm -hmm. And then we come off the curtails of Skyfall with this egregious piece of shit. Yeah, Skyfall was like a classically Bond kind of sound. Um, Another Way to Die was not at all, and nor was, you know, my name. Another Way to Die? Are you talking about the Disturbed song? No. Is there a Disturbed song called that? It's just another. Yeah, there's a Disturbed song. Oh, I do know that. We made a much better Bond song than this one. Oh god, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go recut that. <laughs> Would you really want to have to watch another two hour twenty Spectre though? No, I'm just gonna recut the intro. Just the intro, yeah. Um, god, what a bad song. Fuck. <laughs> what a bad fucking octopus. So, fucking Sam Smith, if you're listening, and I know that you are. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, he uh, sounds like a lady too. You know, I was writing a paper. He's a homosexual. I was writing a paper. He's an out of the closet I was, gay man, which I was, is great. I, I was, I was writing a paper earlier today uh, for a film criticism class about the differences between Casino Royale and Spectre. And on paper, it seems like I hated Spectre much more than I initially thought. You mean in paper? On in paper. paper, I wrote. On paper. In my paper. On paper. Toilet. Paper. My thoughts are put to paper. But, um, no, that's another one. I had something to say about Bond, and I lost it. Oh, um, I was having a conversation with someone recently, and we were talking about the subject of the new Bond. I recently went to a Times talk, uh, which is right up here at the New York Times building. A TED talk. Times talk. With the Times. It's, no, it's Times. Morris Day and the Times it's talk. Called, all right. It's called the Times talk, and the Times talk was there with Kerry Fukunaga, who is... Gesundheit. Was the director of True Detective as well as the new Netflix series or the new director Netflix of film? All of True Detective, yeah, director that of didn't True have Detective. like an episode by episode director like most television. I think he's a showrunner. Okay. Um, then you should have said that. You well, fuck. you know what? Fuck off. And he's a director of the new Netflix film Beasts of No Nation. Also, there was uh, Abraham Atta, who was the lead in Beasts of No Nation, and Idris Elba this is a was Japanese also there. Time talk. No. It just happened that both of those people were Japanese. What? Idris Elba's not Japanese. Not Idris Elba, the guy that who's directed the film? Kerry Fukunaga. The, the other one after that. Abraham Atta. Is that not a Japanese name? No, it's an African name. Oh, okay. You racist piece of shit. Atta, it's a Japanese word. Your face is a Japanese word. Um, but they were talking about... Um, it means tentacle there were... rape. <laughs> but they were talking about filming on location in uh, Ghana, I think it was. And Idris Elba made a comment that he had to be the one who got them the permits to film in Ghana. And when he was asked, oh, how'd they do that? Gary Fukunaga said, like, oh, just, oh, Idris Elba made the remark, oh, I just called up the president. I didn't. And then Gary Fukunaga was like, what, did you call him up and go, Mr. President, this is James Bond. And then when he said that, the entire audience lost their shit, which Idris Elba, most hypothetically employed well, man in Hollywood. you were in the room with Idris Elba? I was. Did you touch him? I tried, but they didn't let us. Oh, closest I got was 20 feet then I was subdued by security um, how'd you get into this thing it's, it's a ticketed event they have one oh. apparently every Monday I think yesterday's one um, Mark Strong Mark Strong he was the bad guy in Kick-Ass the bad guy in the oh, okay, Ridley Scott yeah. Robin Hood and he was mm-hmm. also Merlin from Kingsman right was there this past Monday I like him yeah he's great what is he in, what, what is he what is he in real life British? I don't know. Well, he's definitely British, but like, because he was Scottish in Kingsman. And he did a really good Scottish, and that's hard to do. It's like I, hard to be a passable Scot. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but he was there. But 
But yeah, it, it's one of those things where a lot of people are talking about Idris Elba. Someone brought up a possible James Bond to me the other day, and that was Henry Cavill. I mean, I could see it, but like, I would much rather them mix it up, even if it's not Idris Elba, like the other guy that that super racist Bond guy said, the writer. David Oyelowo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, they're, we're, we're talking about, like, yeah, they've kind of... But it's, well, Henry, yes, Henry Cavill would be a, a fantastic James Bond in the traditional sense. But... Yeah, in the very Pierce brosnan sense as well, because yeah. in The Man from U.N.C.L.E., he kind of had that Pierce Brosnan persona of a spy. Right. And... Oh, he could do that, and he could also do, like, the more gruff Bond. Because in Henry Cavill's career, you've kind of seen him circle that James Bond role. I mean... Mm-hmm. He was in that movie, The Immortals. He was... Oh, in that other espionage film with fucking Bruce Willis. Um, it was one of his first roles before Man of Steel came out. Then he was Man of Steel, which was basically a James Bond movie, I guess. He's basically a James Bond character. <laughs> fucking invincible. <laughs> he, Man he's, of Steel, basically a James Bond film. He, he's invincible. He destroys the whole fucking city to try and fix a problem that he might have started in the first place. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then he was in Man from Uncle, where he was basically James Bond, but American. So, actually, nothing like James Bond, but very much like James Bond. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it would be great for that role, but like I said, I would much rather see them... Idris Elba. Yeah. I, yeah or I Charlize Theron. Yeah, no, who thought of that? Did no one... It's a woman bond. Everyone saw Mad mm-hmm. Max Fury Road, saw or, Furiosa, and be like, she needs to be in more movies. Or a black woman bond. Or is that too much? Oprah Winfrey. Double O oh. Bond. Watch that movie so hard. <laughs> uh, I hate Oprah. But if she played James Bond... <laughs> punching people in the would, fucking face. That would be a movie. That would be... You're only ever going to do that once, Michael. <laughs> yeah, eventually, we'll circle back to somebody like Idris Elba, but Oprah Winfrey plays Bond once. She's... <laughs> She's the new Lazenbead. Never gonna happen again. You know, Pierce Brosnan was actually saying, he was in an interview recently, and they're talking about, he quoted, he was quote-unquote kicked to the curb after Die Another Day, which I'm sure it's probably because people his saw fault, that. Yeah. But they needed to, they needed to move on. Yeah. Big gap See, between the uh, Die Another Day and fucking four years. Casino Royale. Well, there was that's f- it. Yeah, there was four years between Die Another Day and Casino Royale. However, me? why do I feel like Die Another Day came out in like, 1976 <laughs> because it feels like a 70s movie um however the largest gap between bond films if i remember correctly is the gap between quantum of solace and skyfall and it's not longer Again, by much you're shitting me because that does not feel like it it's it's not longer by much but it's longer i want to say a couple months longer ah oh, that's insane than the average bond movie yeah they normally pump these things out like every two three years and i believe specter the sequel to specter which is bond 25 will be going into pre-production soon because the cataclysmic success of specter so, I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. We'll see. Um, I have more directorial news, but we never talked about Man in High Castle. Yeah, well, we're getting to it. <laughs> so the Man in the <laughs> we High started Castle. this fucking intro to this show. Like, the segue happened half an hour ago. Listen, um, Man in High Castle, it's an alternate take on history wherein um, the Axis power won World War II. <laughs> So you have the East Coast, and predominantly the East Coast, as occupied by the Greater Reich. Nazi Germany. Nazi Germany. The Greater Reich? It's what, yeah, it's like Greater Reich, you know, Long Island, New oh, York. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have, in the kind of middle-ish 
uh, there is a neutral zone, which is a state-long kind of... This was the interesting concept for me because I think it's probably, like, the most bullshitty aspect of it. Like, would that happen? I mean, there would be a buffer between the two. Um, but where in history has there ever been anything a little bit like that? Closest parallel that you get is uh, North Korea. But the DMZ... It's not like there's people living in the DMZ. Yeah, there's. it's like a half a mile of land. It's It's not big. I've been there. Um, there's no one living in the village in the, the North Korean village on the DMZ, but they make it look like they hire actors to go in and, um, and hire is a, probably not the word that you should use. And actors, force. yeah, they, they have, they have slaves. It's so. where NIFA actors go after they finish school. Well, if they paid me, maybe, but uh, just to like turn on lights and stuff and walk around, it's a little propaganda city. There's nobody that actually lives there, allegedly. Um, but yes, you have the neutral the zone, Reichzeit, the neutral zone, and then, and then the Pacific, the... which is the Japanese. Yeah, the Pacific states. Um, and yeah, the which neutral zone is just the Hunger Games. Which was a very interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. To have the uh, the U.S. split between Nazi Germany and. And then um, Japan. Japan. Yeah. yeah, I don't do. You, I don't see why it would happen like that. See, this is what's more interesting to me than the actual plot of the film the or the show. Um, although this is another thing where I'm like, what is the definition of television anymore? Because a, it's not on television. <laughs> yeah. B, the episodes are all different lengths. They span from like 45 minutes to like over an hour. Yeah. I mean, I had to put it on Twitter recently. It's like. Netflix and Amazon are showing TV how to do TV while not being on TV. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but no, it's it's a series that focuses about this area, and it has multiple characters kind of in a Game of thrones s setting where it bounces back and forth between storylines, and eventually these storylines coincide with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because I feel like the selling, or what the studio feels is the selling point of the show, is the weakest point of the show for me. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. The The only thing is, like... The plot revolves around these films produced by someone who's referred to as the Man in the High Castle. And these films show alternate timeline U.S. One shows the Allies winning the war. One shows the Allies losing the war. Um, so it, it's it's an interesting premise, and they, they don't... They, kind of skirt around alternate timelines and dimensional things, but that's kind of where you figure it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the, to, it should be said, Philip K. Dick is a science fiction writer. Yeah. So obviously, like, I didn't get that far into the story, so um, I've only seen the first couple episodes, but I felt like that's probably where it was going. Yeah, and by the end of the series, the cliffhanger of the first season, kind don't, of, don't, I'm not going to oh, say it, it, it focuses on that alternate timeline aspect, mm-hmm. and I feel like that aspect itself was so much weaker than just the narrative intrigue of all the individual characters, because all the individual characters are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you have very strong performances, very emotional performances from a lot of people, and um, it instead chooses to focus on the more science fiction-y aspects of it, and I just feel like it's a fault of the show because the characters are strong enough to propel the show forward without having you cliffhanger bullshit and the whole thing on an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, like, World War II, obviously one of the more fascinating fucking wars ever fought. Um, and it's just right for entertainment. We have so many... War- it's an entire genre one, unto itself. There's an obligatory World War II film that comes out every year and a half. Yeah, and... Uh, 
I really just like the idea of alternate timelines. That's There's actually a wonderful website for that. It's like a Wikipedia for, for alternate histories or, where people just have these hypothetical scenarios where it's like, well, what if the Axis won? Um, that, to me, though, is the arguably more interesting aspect of the show. Right. Well, it's, it's interesting just seeing people's daily lives play this out. This is what I've, yeah. In Nazi Germany, Times Square. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's an interesting thing, and it's an interesting concept even more so when you see how deeply ingrained this is into society Right. Um, at this type of level. I mean, there's a point in the show where they celebrate VA Day, which is Victory in America Day, and everyone's hanging their little Nazi, banger, Nazi banners outside their house, and they pass everyone in the street and go see Kyle, or yeah. whatever they say. Um, well, that's what's crazy about it, is just like seeing Nazi America. Yeah, um, and how commonly accepted it is to people. Yeah. Especially with the imagery. That's some really shocking and powerful imagery in the show. And that's what I want more of. I just want to see people's day-to-day lives. Like, there was a film that came out that I haven't seen, but I really want to check it out, and I've heard good things about it. It was It's a similar premise wherein it's an alternate history um, where the South had won the Civil War. But... It's not like a narrative drama like this. It's like a faux documentary. Okay. And so it just outlines like uh, the president, um, fucking president, what is his name? Lincoln? Well, not Lincoln. He died. Um, Who was the head of the fucking Confederacy? I don't even know the guy's name. Uh, NASCAR. President uh, NASCAR. Colonel Sanders, President Sanders, it, it, it President just, Trump. It documents everything like after the Civil War and, and uh, through the Reparation period, um, and then people still have slaves, and it's just a thing. Uh, what I would like to see is like a faux documentary about like the Nazi states of America, um, because that's super interesting. But I would like to see it in a more realistic kind of thing. Like yeah, they they if, reference they reference it a lot in the show, but when they talk about the history, they don't talk about it necessarily from a technical standpoint or but from, from a what happened standpoint, but from a emotional standpoint and how it affected the people, which is also very powerful. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Um, but from what I've heard about the book, is he was very, very, very detailed about um, how the Nazis won and the, and how the Axis won. Um, Season two. Yeah, like what the actual steps were. The, the, he he basically outlined everything from World War II up until the 60s when he wrote the book. Now, the thing about the show is it is a period piece. It takes place in 1960s Nazi America. 62, yeah. Um, but that was when the book was published. So, really, it would have kind of been interesting if they really wanted to adapt it, which they have. It, uh, From what I've heard, it has very little to do with the source material. Um what would it look like? What would a modern, like if it was just a modern day piece? Because it wasn't a period piece when it was written. It was yeah, just like Philip K. Dick writing like, what, is, what would the world look like right now? But I would like also like to see what would the world look like right now had the Axis one. Yeah, well, um, BBC Sherlock, like everyone asks, like, oh, it's Sherlock in modern day, so it doesn't count. I'm like, well, when Arthur Conan Doyle wrote Sherlock yeah, Holmes, it was a modern day a, detective story. It didn't mean it was a period piece. Then, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be interesting to see. But the only problem with that is, like, do you think it would have been sustainable? Would uh, sure, it would a big be much empire like that? Oh, sure. Series, yeah. No, I'm talking about like in real life. Plausibly, if if the Axis powers won, how long does that empire last? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because normally in shows like this, 
I mean, take Star Wars, for example. You have a rebellion, you have the Empire, right? One's very clearly the bad, one's very clearly the good. However, with shows like this, they're showing you the perspectives of characters that are in Nazi high command. They're showing you the perspectives of people who are trying to get into the rebellion, and one side's not necessarily worse than the other. I mean, of what little you see of the rebellion, they're kind of assholes as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of interesting to see this moral perspective where I it, it's the first time in a series where I did not want Hitler to die, which I think speaks volumes as to how the show is well executed. God, you're going to take that out of context so badly. I'm going to look like we, such if, an asshole. If we were notable people, that would be that would have made headlines. It would have made headlines. Have the best Good thing headline no one ever. listens to this shit. I didn't um, want Hitler to die. Um, no, but the, the whole the whole the whole series is also kind of there's a prime kind of suspect in the show where it's about these films from this alternate timeline that have existed in this world, but it's also about the rebellion fighting against the Japanese and the Nazi Empire, and it's also about the Japanese and the Nazi movement kind of at that tipping point of war mm-hmm. uh, where they've coexisted for 15 years at this point, but uh, Hitler is the only one who necessarily wants to sustain the peace with Japan. A lot of the... Well, Adolf Hitler, as we all know, was a very peaceful man. <laughs> very peaceful man. Uh, he, <laughs> they, they even had this show, they even had a line where like, he made the Japanese honorary Aryans. It's like, that's... I don't think that's how that works. Um, but but he's the only one that wants to sustain peace with Japan. A lot of military I generals. I, you know what? I don't fucking know. I mean, I get why they're... I don't, actually, no. I don't even get why they're military allies. Like At the time, Japan was not up to par with... I mean, Japanese soldiers were fucking dedicated. They were dedicated to shit, but... Fly their plane into your boat and die. While wearing a helmet. Because Raiden said so. Yeah. But, um, but no, it, it's kind of this interesting tipping point where a lot of the German generals want to just take over the rest of Japan. And a lot of the Japanese characters on the show are kind of, they know that they're teetering on the brink of war with Germany, and they know that that's a war they can't win. Well, but if you look at it in a historical context, um, yeah, it would very much be like the U.S. and the Soviet Union at the end of World War II. Very much so, yeah. Um, allies during the war, not going to be allies after the war. Yeah, um, you know, I didn't think of that, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's an interesting point too where they're talking about well, the the Japanese prince is talking like, listen, if a war were to break out, we would not win. We're going back and forth on boats. Meanwhile, they have rocket ships. This isn't something that's debatable. But this is another thing that like I uh, uh, another fault in the series that I guess I I, I find I want to know more about Japan. Like, what is their standing in the world? Because the thing about this is there is a little bit... Japan was... Ne- they were expansionist, and they were building an empire, but they were never a Western-bound empire. They were trying to conquer China and Asia. Right. So, Maybe they did it. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, do they have China? Does Japan control all of the East? What is that world? What What is Russia like in this new world? God, so much interesting shit, and you know, we don't get to really explore it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it Maybe is... Maybe that'll be the season two, because, like... Like I said, this is this is a book. It's one book. If they're going to sustain a series for seasons and seasons to come, and they've haven't they already renewed this? You know, I don't know. They 
had they sunk a lot of money production value wise into the series um and amazon it's very an, apparent amazon has an interesting business model much more so than netflix because amazon prime it's not something that you just sign up for on a whim it's not you can't pay month to month on amazon prime can you no i believe it's yearly so it's yeah it's you have to shell out 160 bucks to watch this uh i pay 50 dollars because i'm a student well, what I, yeah, I did that too. I probably pay more now, but, but yeah, when I first got my Amazon Prime, it was because it was a student thing. Um, but yeah, it's like you buy Amazon Prime for the shipping. Yeah, the TV stuff is a bonus. Yeah, so but I mean, Amazon, no matter what, is going to make a shitillion amount of money. It's Amazon, the, the the new Walmart. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like. It's kind of up to the people who make the show because I really applaud Amazon for making something as edgy as this. Um, oh yeah, it's great. It's and very it's, daring. It's very well done too. Oh yeah, it's fucking brilliantly done. Um, it it doesn't feel like it's an independent studio just coming off the ground. It feels like it's something very polished. Because this isn't the first time that they've gone to series with something. Didn't no, they do but that it's Zombieland show. I you know what? I was talking to someone about this the other day, and I feel like they were talking about doing the Zombieland show for there a long time. There was a pilot. I know that there was at least a pilot because I saw it, and it looked. Awful. Yeah, I don't remember anything else coming out of this show. Like, it looked extraordinarily cheap. Yeah, but this is the first time I feel that Amazon's really pushing one of their own series, and I think it's because they see that there's an apparent quality in it. But the way that this is shot, this looks like it could be on HBO. It's It looks good. Oh, yeah. Good. It looks really good. Like, I think it's better filmed than Daredevil and Jessica Jones, just from a production standpoint. Yeah, there's, like... Jessica Jones and Daredevil, they're both beautiful as well, but they're, it, they do look a little Low cheap. budget, yeah. yeah. You could tell... That these aren't high budget things. Yeah, they don't need it. They don't need any more money because they're not special effects heavy, and I think that they're probably better off like this. But this looks like an expensive show. This looks better yeah. than Gotham. This looks better than network television. Oh yeah, very much so. I mean, it, it is better than network television. Yeah, well, I mean, I just mean in terms of sheer production. Yeah. Value. So it, it'll be interesting to see if they renew this because I don't hear a lot of people talking I would about love this to show. Get another season just to explore the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Again, I don't hear a lot of people talking about this show that much, um, and I feel like they should. But if it does turn into like this alternate reality nonsense, then maybe not so much. Yeah, um, just, just pull pull that back. I don't need to see your like, show. You you. I don't need to see the scene from Captain America where he wakes <laughs> up in the like real time square, and they're like, "Oh no, where's all the Nazis?" <laughs> like, oh, that would be awful but you need to you really need to focus you spent 10 episodes building interesting and engaging characters of what your audience could latch onto and like um let them carry the show sure you don't need this whole alternate timeline thing which i found the weakest aspect of the show in the first place but like i just yeah i, w- I would like to see another season where they're just like let's go to germany now let's look at what russia looks like what is it because there's well, so you... god you could have this would be so sustainable just as a property forever because you think about it like there's going to be rebellions in every country that the axis is touched. Just do a story there. Do a story there. Lose the sci-fi element and just let's see the story of the Russian rebellion, the Russian Nazi rebellion. Yeah, well, um, you're talking see, about the uh, Nanking uprising. You were talking about the differences between the novel and you're saying the novel it wasn't necessarily films, it was a book, right? It was a book, yeah. And they didn't address the whole alternate timeline thing. I guess they did. I don't know cuz I didn't read the book. I I read the Wikipedia of the book, which is just as good. Um, Why didn't you do that with Lord of the Flies? You would have passed fucking the 8th grade if you did. We didn't have Wikipedia back then. We didn't have computers. All right. But, but no, it's, it's an interesting series. If you haven't, I would highly recommend watching it. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Check it out because... Check it out, yeah. It's such just an interesting premise. 
let a, let's just it's it's one I want I want to I want to see the rest of this world. Um, one thing that was interesting in the books, um, Hitler is out of power at the start of the series. Um, still alive, but he's gotten uh, psychosis from s- having syphilis, advanced syphilis, which is partially historically accurate. They think that he could have had syphilis, but they aren't 100% sure. Um, he did not leave a body behind. There's it, there's reason to believe that the Russians have his brain, but it's probably bullshit. Um, in this, he has Parkinson's disease. It's speculated. Yeah. Well, he's just shaky. There's something wrong with him, but it's not syphilis. Why do you think they did that? Why did I they change that? I don't know. I really don't know. I could see them changing um, the, the stage of it. Because you want him in power, yeah, and and you want to have his like slow decline. You want that to be a plot element. Uh, please take that out of content. You want Hitler in power. Yeah, you want him in power. Everybody. <laughs> well, we already said he's a peaceful guy. He's a regular fucking. <laughs> he's like a a fucking Buddha, uh, <laughs> a German Buddha. <laughs> fucking Christ, Tyler. <laughs> This is it. This is the one that gets us pulled off iTunes. Yeah. Oh, please. If the fucking KKK could have a podcast on iTunes, we could have a podcast on iTunes. Um, I wonder if they have more listeners than us. Probably. <laughs> probably. They have that name power. That's There's a lot of brand recognition. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not, because Krispy Kreme Donuts saw it fit to create a Krispy Kreme club, and guess what they spelt the K with? You know what's... If we have anyone listening still to this point, they've all tuned out and gone to look up the KKK podcast. (laughs) Just to see if that's a thing, which it might not even be. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. There's also been some news this past week about uh, Peter Jackson. Some news surfaced about him. An interview actually surfaced about him. He's got the boners. Wait, I'm what? I don't know. I didn't hear this. I don't know what it is. Uh, Hopefully he's not sick, because I just made a joke. No. They're talking about uh, his production The Hobbit and his work there, and I believe his quote was, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. On The Hobbit? On The Hobbit, yeah. Uh, He had three movies to practice. (laughs) But what happened was the films, it was originally supposed to be two films, and it was for Guillermo del Toro. You know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, Which would have been awesome. Yeah, and they had... Two years of pre-production before Guillermo. The Hobbit films would have been fine too if they were just two films. It didn't even need to be two films. One fuck. It's the book's like 130 pages long. Yeah, it's really short. And if you think about it, like Lord of the Rings, each Lord of the Rings book was 600 pages. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, but no, they had two years of pre-production with Guillermo del Toro, and then they had to start filming. But when they had to start filming, Guillermo del Toro left the project. So instead, Peter Jackson stepped in and said that he'd take over the He's project. He's like, I gotta go do Justice League Dark now. <laughs> no, but for real. I'm gonna make a movie of giant fighting robots. Um, and when he stepped into the project, they had to go straight into filming, and they didn't have any time for pre-production. So the entire production of The Hobbit, he was playing catch-up with no storyboards. Um, they were saying, like, props and weapons and stuff. For the Lord of the Rings movies, they had they shot them all in continuum like the Hobbit movies, but they had three years of production time, pre-production time, to create everything. Now, with the Hobbit, they said that they were delivering, like, props the day they had to film those props. Um, It was very rushed, and when it got to the point where Battle of Five Armies, it kind of reached its head where he had to create a very big, elaborate battle, and his script wasn't finished, he had no storyboards, pre-visuals weren't done, 
Um, and that's where his quote comes in, like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So he saw it fit just to stop. Sure. Just stop production a few weeks early and just say that's it. And that's what they did. The Hobbit, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen. The, have you seen the, the Tolkien Hobbit. edit? No. Yeah, someone online did, did this. Did Tolkien do a fan edit? Yeah, Tolkien <laughs> Yeah, Tolkien did a fan edit. No, someone created an edit of The Hobbit called the Tolkien edit, and it removes everything that's not in The Hobbit book. And Which they is most made... of those three films. Yeah, and if you think about it, each movie is like, what, three hours long? Yeah. 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 Again, they, not even just that it's three movies; they're three ridiculously length movies. Yeah, and he cut out everything that wasn't in the book, and this is even including like the very, very introduction of the first movie, where it shows old Bilbo Baggins and young Frodo. Cut that out too, because that shit wasn't in the books either. Um, cut everything out, and the movie is four hours long. One four-hour-long movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's but a that's was, a two length. That that's enough to split it in two. Yeah. Two Deathly Hallows. Yeah. And there was also an interview recently where George Lucas was talking about uh the critical reception of the Star Wars prequels. And uh What did he, he have to say about that? He was he was saying like Must uh, I'm not a big fan of the new direction of trilogies going in. Because the movies I made, they're movies about family. He's not a fan of the the new no, movie? No, he's not. He's not a fan of the direction they're going in. He's a little embittered. What does that mean, though? Uh, I don't know. What dire- he hasn't even seen the preview. No, he has not. Uh, and he's like... Uh, he's just my, a bitter old fool. My movies were about family. And, and see, people didn't get it. And oh, we got it, George. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. It's it's not what that the prequels were bad. family? <laughs> weren't bad it's just you're too stupid to get them what family well the skywalker family what skywalker family <laughs> it's, about, it's about darth vader there was falling. a skywalker in the film and that falling was in it love with the padmes they're forbidden love they're forbidden love why because she's a politician you and can't he, have a family and he's a man that hates sand it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so he was talking about that. So, yeah, George Lucas wants you all to fuck off. Well, good. Fine. Whatever. I, I feel like shit. Well, if he inter- doesn't like it, that means probably going to be good. I feel like there's an interesting section of the Star Wars fan community. I mean, even being a part of the Mandalorian thing, you have... Which you're not. You have... Yet. You have... <laughs> An interesting subsect of the population that's very into everything that George Lucas does, like, oh, he's a creator of Star Wars, blah, 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 and everything. Oh, no, sure. I, um, I, honestly, I believe he, he deserves a position of respect in in the world, and as much as he's one of the most influential fucking people to ever happen to cinema, for better or for worse. <laughs> for but, both cases, actually. Um, and then you have that other subsect of the population, which is a subsect that I would probably consider myself a part of, that are just... Utterly against it. Utterly against it. So. So the Mando Mercs like him. They're up his taint. No, more so the. F- I don't want to say this. They don't listen to this. <laughs> no one listens to this. And uh, if they do, they're not getting an hour and nineteen minutes in. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no one ever does. <laughs> no, well, you don't even do it. And no, you, you I edit the these. fucking thing. Um, no, it's it's interesting. The community split, kind of like most fractions of the. How many community. Mando Mercs are there? A lot. Like ten? <laughs> no, um, I don't know how many. Is this New like York a is nation, a Falco. Is this like a nationwide thing? It's international. Or are they yeah. just all out of Jersey? 
international. It's not as big as the 501st. Really not as big as the 501st. There are the three biggest Star Wars ones, because they have, like, a lot of them. The three biggest ones, first would be the 501st, which are all the people in the Stormtrooper outfits. Then the second biggest is the Rebel Legion, with all the Rebel costumes, obviously. And then the third one is the Mandalorian Mercs. And what about the Ewoks? Uh, the Ewoks, I don't believe they have one yet. Although well, you can start I'm one. I'm going to start one. We're going to call ourselves the the Yub Nubs. Yub Yub Those Ewoks weren't happy because they defeated the Galactic Empire. Those Ewoks were happy because they got to eat hundreds of stormtroopers that I night. I was watching. Uh, we already talked about how I watched Return of the Jedi very recently. Um, those fucking baby Ewoks are adorable. <laughs> it's the best I could say about like the whole Ewok phenomenon is fucking baby Ewoks were ridiculously cute. <laughs> um, well, that's everything I have. Oh, um, Gal Gadot released a picture of her from the new oh, Star yeah. Wars movie as as Padme Amidala. Padme Amidala. Yeah. I don't yeah. Just, care. Uh, well, it's like that's like we've already seen her as fucking wonder woman in the trailer it's like this was the picture they should have released first to be all coy but now we already know what she looks like as the character in costume and you now know they I, released the one with her in a cloak i, I saw the picture i don't give a shit yeah no one i just don't give a shit I don't give a shit about that whole movie i like i was actually surprised that they're going into production so soon i guess Listen, you should gotta be, fight the like, marvels no i just i didn't realize that uh that that was gonna be because that's got to be like what the next movie that'll come out it'll probably come out before the Affleck Batman then oh yeah that it'll definitely come about come out before that I'm interested though to see Warner Brothers they're really backing Justice League Dark because of the reception of that Suicide Squad is getting not actual released reception but I mean like the excitement that's being garnered around it they're excited to get Justice League Dark off the ground so they'll probably after Wonder Woman and get all their resources into that so i i I don't know i don't know i don't know i I don't know i don't know matt ryan please 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 contact your agent and then have them and then fire him and get a better agent (laughs) lie under have him have them lie under a bulldozer in front of warner brothers studios or something get you the part because on hunger strike we (laughs) we need you to we need you to be constantine one more time or 20 more times please just continue to be constantine just don't stop. Just hang you're the, out. You're the fucking, like you're the, he's he's honestly what I can say is he's the greatest acting choice I've seen so far on screen from all of DC. <laughs> from all of from cinema. all of DC, huh? From all of cinema. From is all what of, you're gonna say. No, but all of movies. I I think he's a better match for the character. He's better than he, he's a better acting choice than Heath Ledger as the Joker. He's more accurate to the character than Heath oh, Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I think he was better than Henry Cavill. Oh sure. Um, I think he's. I think Henry Cavill is a very good choice for Superman. Just, he's just a the wrong direction for the movie, and yeah, Superman's kind of a dull character. Um, yeah, like and physically, I, Henry Cavill is perfect. I feel like Ben Affleck's gonna be—he's gonna be great as Batman. There's no arguing that. It's just, I sure. haven't seen that yet. Um, Stephen Amell is the Green Arrow. No one really gives a shit about the Green Arrow, anyways, until Stephen Amell came along. Um, the kid who, if the you're kid me, you still fl- don't give a shit. Yeah, you still don't care. The kid who's you the Flash. A shit. The kid who's the Flash is great. Like he's really, really good. But uh, you're uh, talking about Ezra Miller. No. The kid who's the Flash on the television series The Flash on the CW. The Flash is is great, but Constantine I like more as character. I'm the Flash. I'm um, number one. Hollywood yeah, you know I'm film. I'm gonna stick with that answer. I think Constantine is the best at casting choice to come out in all of DC. Yeah, nah, it's not even all that controversial. Because like looking at the other movies, so far like 
DC, classically speaking, the DC films, even going all the way back to fucking like Batman, the, the Christopher Reeve I'm movies Batman, were pretty motherfucker. Christopher Reeve movies are pretty accurate, but like even the Keaton Batman, I felt like none of them really reflected the comics all that well. They were yeah. all a lot of movies were fine in and of themselves, but get that twenty minutes of infanticide before your credits roll. That movie was horrible. I dislike that movie more than Batman and Robin. I'll watch really. Ba- I'll watch Batman and Robin before I watch Batman Returns. Is it like, just for honestly. shits and giggles? Well, because I could get a lot of enjoyment out of watching Batman and Robin. I get no enjoyment out of Batman Returns. It commits the cardinal sin of being boring. And how do you make Batman boring? Um, you put him next to fucking. How do you no, baby murderer? How do you? It really it was a monumental achievement. Um, just in terms of storytelling, because how do you make Batman fighting against animatronic penguins with rockets strapped to their back boring? <laughs> but Tim Burton found a way. And yeah, I, I like Tim like, Burton. Not I, anymore, but like... I feel like Tim Burton had a lot of... There was a lot of executive control over the first Batman movie. Yeah. There was a lot of pressure. And then once that was a hit, they are like, all right, just make a sequel. Well, the way I usually um, phrase it is... Up. The, the the way I really uh, the way I usually explain it is, Batman the eighty nine Batman was what it would look like if Tim Burton directed a Batman film. Batman Returns is what it would look like if Tim Burton created Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, which there there are little elements of that movie that I enjoy, but just as an altogether motion picture, dude, I can't fucking watch it. It's like watching paint dry. They're just vast swaths of that movie where just nothing happens. Ah, you didn't like Lando Calrissian as not Two Face. Yeah, he got. You know how much money he got oh, paid he got when fucked they fucked out of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I think he was. Well, he walked away. Tommy Lee Jones had to be in Batman Forever. Um, he walked away with a lot of fucking. The buyout for that was incredible because he had a three picture deal. He was like eventually going to play Two Face. Um, they had to pay him millions. Like that was probably the most expensive aspect of Batman and or Batman Forever was buying fucking uh, Billy D out of the role. I really would have liked to see Billy D as Two Face. Yeah, that would have been great. Bring him back. Why not? He's still alive. Still he kicking. is. Is he going to be in the Star Wars movie? Is he not listed? seven? Um. Not eight either, because he's gonna play Two Face. He's gonna be tied up. <laughs> he's gonna be no. He's gonna be Two Face in Star Wars. Dude, if we got like Billy D as Two Face uh, fighting against Jared Leto's like pimp Joker, best <laughs> movie ever. Shit. He's like, and he's. Got, I would pay to see he's that. He's just got a bottle of Colt Forty Five. He's fucking. Like, okay. My name's Lando. That's that's wrong. William movie, Mr. Williams. I mean, like, uh, I'm like, on the land. So you want to see how to be a pimp and not a juggalo? This is how you do it. I want to see. Yeah, I just want to see pimp ass Billy D versus fake pimp Jared Leto. And they duke it out. Batman doesn't even have to be in the movie. <laughs> just, he'll be sitting on the side with a fucking bar, could, barrel of popcorn. He could come in at the very end and like fly the bat plane. It's like, where were you the whole fucking movie? Filming another movie. <laughs> we gotta make like 60 fucking Justice League movies. It's a nightmare. <laughs> you two do get out. Nah. But. 
yeah, I think that's about it. That's yeah. We we ran out of content like an hour ago. Well, thank you for joining us, and I am sorry. Um, so sorry. You had to listen to this for another week. But my name is Tyler Pino. My name is Michael Holler. I'm sure we'll be better next time. No, no, don't make promises like that. All right. You know what will be better? If the listeners um, find you online and hire you <laughs> for your services. Oh, it's not a thing. You must be, Not a thing. You must be quite good because it's you have all this thing. money for Power Ranger suits. It's not a thing. What, you're going to go delete your uh, account on, 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 on like, rentboy.net? Or .com? There's, there's gotta, <laughs> .org? There's got to be a rentboy.com. I'm sure there is. If anything, up. there's got to be one in Looking New it up as soon as I click. Goodbye. <laughs> Shit, I mean, you got out of my house. <laughs>